welcome to another short news flash podcast from PortugueseSoccer.com. My name is John Neves, dropping this episode on the morning of Sunday, August the 9th. I hope everybody is doing okay in your part of the world. Continue. Thank you to all your support and comments. I've had an opportunity to interact with various listeners, and it's just really been a lot of fun. And here we are, ready to do another podcast. And um, let me just start off by saying that had this been, unfortunately, more normal time where we weren't dealing with this pandemic, this weekend would have been the Super Cup weekend. It would have been the opening start to the 2020-2021 season. Uh, obviously, it would have been a Porto Benfica Super Cup, probably played either in the Aveiro, Coimbra, or Algarve would have been my strong guesses, and we would have been uh, under more normal circumstances, um, you know, starting off the year with such a big Classico and if the first Caneca, um, the first trophy of the season would have been played uh, this weekend. Unfortunately, as we know, that is not the case. This weekend is instead the first open weekend of this summer offseason. The 2019-20 season, of course, finished last weekend with the Tasa de Portugal final. And this weekend is, of course, the first weekend where we did not have any football, any soccer, whatever word you use in your part of the world. Um, but, um, you know, going to talk about what's going to be happening here forward now in terms of the schedule. Um, today, Sunday, August 9th, was supposed to be the Sorteo, the Liga schedule draw for the first and second division. And by the way, I'm going to call it the first division because we still don't know the sponsor yet for the Liga. So I'm just going to go ahead and say first division. But today was supposed to be the schedule draw. And what happened essentially is various clubs in the second division are still working out their compliance to be able to get permission to compete in the second division. I think there's also a situation where some teams are disputing that they're supposed to be in the second division. I'm not sure. Um, but the bottom line is, is there's various things going on with the second division. And as a result, uh, it was decided to push the schedule draw to the end of this month. And therefore, later on today, we are not going to see schedules 1 through 34 in the first division, the days of the Classico or the weeks of the Classico. We're not going to know about the derbies. And we're not going to also know about the very interesting matches this season with uh, Braga. And that'll be uh, basically kicked down the road and that'll take place at the end of the month. Now, what will be happening in Portugal, that's going to be just as exciting, even though we, of course, do not have any teams playing in it. And that it's a big week for Lisbon, um, the Champions League. Um, the eight teams were set today after they finished some round of 16 matches. You've got five powerhouse teams left, along with what I call three dark horses. Um, basically, things get on the way on Wednesday, the 12th. Atalanta will take on PSG. That'll be in Luz. Uh Thursday, RB Leipzig will take on Atletico de Madrid. And that'll be in Alvalade. Friday, Barcelona will play Bayern Munich. Boy, that's a great quarterfinal round match. And that'll be played in the Luge. And then the quarterfinal will come to an end on Saturday when Man City plays Lyon, who, of course, just finished upsetting and knocking out Cristiano Ronaldo and Juventus. And Anthony Lopes and Lyon advance uh, to the uh, quarterfinals. So we've got that going on this week. Then we'll have the semifinals and finals 
next week. And of course, the Champions League, one of the most popular, if not the most popular, uh, soccer football tournament in the world. Some say it even rivals in some parts of the world, um, you know, probably even the World Cup. I don't know if that's true, but definitely the Champions League has its big following. Um, and as a result, uh, things are going to basically get going uh, this week in Lisbon, which um, if you've been following the public health numbers in Lisbon, uh, Lisbon area is doing a little bit better. Um, and you don't hear too much talk and concern about the Champions League coming to Portugal. So ever so slowly, uh, things getting a little bit better. Now, there will not be any fans in these matches. It's going to be played behind closed doors. Um, so that's a bit of a disappointment, but there is still bound to be various people and fans that are planning on going to Lisbon, if only to at least be in Lisbon when these matches uh, take place. But nevertheless, uh, very excited that uh, the Champions League will be, uh, you know, continuing to be played this week. If you remember back in March and April, nobody had any idea if it was going to finish it. They they had no idea. And it's just really glad to see, much like we saw with the Liga Nage, that, of course, that the Champions League now is in the position to finish and that we'll be able to crown a champion. Um, and, of course, when we talk about the Portuguese, of course, you got Cancelo and Bernardo Silva in Man City. Uh, you got Anthony Lopes, uh, of course, playing um, for Lyon. Um, João Felix, of course, playing for Atletico Madrid. Nelson Semedo playing for Barcelona. So we do have some Portuguese players this week that will be coming back home to the country. And, of course, we kind of wish them all the best of uh, luck. Uh, another thing that came out this week that I wanted to talk about, and that is, of course, that the Liga president uh, mentioned that uh, when the Liga starts next month, uh, the second division, which, by the way, has already – a lot of the teams have already started preseason training at least. They're expected to start around the weekend of September the 13th. But the first division, the Liga, whatever it's going to be called, is expected to start around September the 20th. And the Liga president has said that they do want to talk to the government and the health authorities about having some fans in the stadiums to watch the matches. Um, of course, we're not going to see uh, a full house. You'll probably see maybe 20 to 25 percent of the stadium uh, having fans being able to watch the matches. Uh, which is better than what we have right now, which, of course, we have nothing. Um, be interesting to see if the government and the health authorities will allow it. Um, but there's been some cases made why they should. Uh, Pinto de Costa was the most recent president to talk about it, how you know you can go to a bullfight and see a bull get stabbed uh, because they're allowing uh, some amount of fans into that competition. But yet you can go into some of the, the uh, football soccer stadiums, which, by the way, are a lot bigger than the arenas that they have the bullfights in. And, um, you know, you take a, you know, you take a stadium like uh, Alvalade and you put, let's say, 10,000 people in the stadium. I mean, come on, that's more than enough space to social distance. So it'll be very curious to see if the government and the health authorities will allow fans for when the first and second division begin next month. Um, I'm very curious to see if that's going to, uh, in fact, happen. Uh, my gut feeling is no. I don't think they're going to allow anybody until they get to November when they've had more time to study this. Uh, but again, it's good to see the Liga at least trying, and that's what the Liga uh, boss gets paid to do. He gets paid to uh, 
try to do better things for the league. And right now, a lot of the clubs do want to see some fans. Maritimus president in the past has talked about this. Braga's president in the past has talked about talked about this. We just mentioned, of course, Pinto the Costa of Porto. So it'd be very curious to see if, in fact, um, that's going to happen. Uh, also, a big announcement this week, the Portuguese Super Cup. It has been announced. Uh, if you remember, they had mentioned that it was to be determined. They weren't sure if they were going to play it. Of course, the Super Cup is Benfica Porto. I had mentioned in a recent podcast that I was pretty sure that they would play it. It's a Classico. It's going to get a lot of people to watch it on television. There's a cup. There's a Kaneku up for grabs. They're playing for a trophy. You bet that the game is worth something, and they're going to play that. And it's been rescheduled for December the 23rd, the day before Christmas Eve and two days before Christmas. So they will, in fact, uh, be playing it. So unfortunately, they're not playing it this weekend, which traditionally would be the opening weekend of the season. They're only going to play it much later in the year. But uh, having a classic group, though, a few days before Christmas is probably not a bad idea. I think during that time, people are really in the Christmas spirit and having a big match like that. Um, I think that will be a lot of fun uh, for people uh, to watch. Uh, and that's also going to present a very interesting situation in December because in the middle of December, they're going to also have the quarterfinals of the Tasa de Liga. Um, if you don't know, only eight teams are going to compete this year. Um, the top six teams in the first division based on the classification at the end of November and the top two teams in the second division based on their classification at the end of November. Those eight clubs are going to advance and they're going to play quarterfinals in the middle of December. The top four teams of the first division are going to host these one matches. There's no two legs, just one match. Um, and that will take place the middle of December. So you'll have that in the middle of December, the League Cup Tasa of the Liga. And then a week later, right before the Christmas, you're going to have the Super Cup. And that's kind of the way that December is uh, shaping up uh, to be. Uh, talking about general news, uh, look, the, the biggest news, of course, is Benfica right now. After they spent 26.5 million euros to bring JJ and his staff and pay the 1 million buyout to Flamingo. Um, now, of course, there's a talk of reinforcements. And if you remember the Capas a few weeks ago, back when there were these negotiations going on, um, and of course, there was a lot of talk about that JJ wants a team that could compete in Europe. And we are now starting to see some of the names being mentioned. And of course, the big one is Cavani. Um, latest reports, uh, Tank, uh, Tancredi Palmieri who's a very big-time uh, reporter in Italy, who, by the way, he lived in Porto one year. I don't know if many people know that. So he's always got a connection to Portugal, and he talks about his year in Porto very fondly. Um, he basically said today that uh, that uh, Cavani and Benfica have agreed to a deal for the salary, $9 million a year. And, you know, I got to tell you, uh, in Portugal, in our culture of football and soccer, um, we are used to putting big, release clauses on our players. We are used to selling our players for big amount of money. And we're used to more money coming in than clubs spending on players that eventually they buy, uh, especially since the third-party system, when a lot of the third-party system entities were contributing to buying the players. Um, we don't have that anymore, so it's really clubs on their own buying uh, players. And Benfica is making a major 
major investment, uh, Everton Cebolina of Everton, of excuse me, Gremio, is uh, basically been reported to be coming to Benfica. He's supposed to cost around $20 million. Uh, Vertonghen, who used to play and, and uh, ended his contract with the Spurs, a highly recognizable name for a lot of fans. He's been linked in the press with Benfica. And, you know, Benfica on paper apparently is in a little bit better shape than Sporting and Porto with the accounting. Um, but they are definitely, if this continues, going to be spending a lot of money. And you got to wonder if that's going to be very smart. Of course, Luis Felipe Vieira is in an election year. He probably is not the most popular right now compared to what he was. Because in Portugal, like I've said so many times, your other sports could struggle and not win. But when your football, your soccer team doesn't win, that's all that matters to a lot of people. And right now, with the way the season ended, losing the Liga Nosh, losing in the Taça de Portugal despite being a man up, there is a lot of pressure right now on Luis Flipieta to turn this ship around. And the early days of this sees a lot of money being spent by Benfica. And uh, I'm going to have a guest on in the future to talk about the money. Again, we know Benfica is a little bit better shaped than the other teams. But historically, for a Portuguese club, this is a lot, a lot, a lot of money for a lot of club to be spending just based on $26.5 million investing in JJ and his staff, the reported $9 million a year for Cavani, the reported $20 million to buy uh, Everton Cebolina, and they're only bound, there's only bound to be more players that are going to be coming. They're going to be pretty expensive as well. And don't forget, they spent uh, $20 million to get Julian Weigel uh, during the last uh, transfer window. So very interesting situation with Benfica, and you have to wonder – uh, what would happen if things don't go right and they don't qualify for the Champions League and they start off the first division season off to a bad light? Um, you know, especially with the elections coming, that is uh, not a good thing for Luis Filipeeta. So this is a very interesting time for Benfica in terms of the amount of money that they're spending. Uh, Porto, uh, they've been told they will continue with financial fair play regulations for next year. They only partially met their, their uh, the regulations last year, although UEFA did acknowledge that they made an effort. Um, but Porto right now has to sell. They have to raise money. Um, of course, last year they didn't qualify for the Champions League. And as much as you kind of understand that they're going to be selling players, I have to admit I am shocked to hear that Fabio Silva's name is in the mix for possibly being sold. This is a report, by the way, that came from the Ojogo today, uh, yesterday, Saturday. And he's got a 120 million release clause, which, you know, as we know, Portuguese, young Portuguese players all have high release clauses. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm just surprised. He's the crown jewel of their young players. And even though 40 million is a lot of money, especially during this pandemic, um, it's just shocking, uh, in my opinion, at least, uh, to see him on the market. And reportedly, he getting some interest in England. So we'll have to, uh, you know, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, sporting is, of course, making news. The most recent news was Adrian, who did an interview with the Bola that came out uh, yesterday, Saturday. Apparently, uh, he had someone reach out to Sporting to express interest to Verandis and Adrian. His, uh, and um, excuse me, uh, Ruben Amarin to come back 
And unfortunately, there isn't a lot of interest to bring him back. Ruben Amarin has uh, different ideas about what he wants from his midfield. So Adrian's uh, hope to come back to Portugal is not looking good right now. He did say some very nice things about JJ and Benfica, kind of winking, you know, sort of winking his eye to Benfica and JJ to say, hey, I'm available. Would you be interested? Um, you know, and that uh, would be interesting to see with an experienced midfielder he is, although to be fair, he really hasn't been very successful at Leicester and he's been okay at Monaco when he was on loan, but be very curious to see if he doesn't get his options in uh, with uh, Benfica or with Sporting, um, you know, is he going to be loaned out again and where is he going to go? But he did want to come back to Portugal. Obviously, it's going to be a year where everyone's going to be playing to capture the attention of Fernando Santos, but of course, the Euro being postponed and rescheduled to next summer, and he's made it clear that he wants to be on that team. So it's very imperative for Adrian to play, and not only play, but to be on a team that's going to give him an opportunity to excel and put him in the position to be chosen. Um, because Portugal has a lot of talent, as we know, and he's been sort of out of the mix um, in terms of all the midfielders that Portugal have. Uh, and I'll be very curious to see uh, you know, what's going to happen um, with that and whether or not he's going to have a shot uh, to come back uh, to Portugal. And, um, you know, with the fact that you got the second division starting to do preseason training, we saw Benfica today. Some of their players uh, reported for medicals. JJ not wasting any time. Um, and, of course, they don't really have a lot of time. They've got to start to prepare for the Champions League qualifiers uh, next month. Um, and then, of course, we have the rumors of some of the younger sporting players getting interest from, you know, clubs, uh, you know, such as Arsenal. And uh, there was even a report last week of Real Madrid in one of the kids. So we're starting to see we're not going to see what we call the crazy transfer with all these ridiculous rumors. Um, things are going to be a little bit more subdued this summer. But we are starting to see, though, uh, some type of rumors. Um, but right now. Uh, we've got the Champions League. Pretty soon, a lot of the Portuguese teams are going to start playing preseason friendlies. And <clears throat> do not expect to see Portuguese teams uh, going out of the country to play any of these matches unless they have to do it for European competition. That's going to be one thing about Europe that is not going to change. Um, and then, of course, uh, September the 13th, second, uh, second division starts. And then, of course, the first division starts a week later. And as I mentioned at this top of this uh, podcast, of course, we were supposed to today have, in case you wondered, the Liga Nauge, uh, excuse me, the Liga schedule draw, and that's been postponed uh, to uh, the end of the month. Um, Going to wrap it up right here. Um, as I always like to say with the uh, with every podcast, please wear a mask. I don't say that to be political. Uh, again, Portugal, yeah, they had a day this week where no one uh, passed away uh, from COVID. Uh, there have been some days this week where the numbers have gone down. Um, I saw a, uh, a news report on RTP International that I was, I was pretty sad about. They were talking about a town on the border of Spain and Portugal called Bicas. And it was a story that's being told throughout Portugal. Uh, not a lot of immigrants have come back. The ones that do... Uh, the local authorities are asking that they quarantine. Uh, a lot of towns have canceled their festas, which if you know from going to Portugal, that is the heart and soul of 
celebrating the anniversary of every town, and those are not happening in a lot of places this summer. Uh, not to mention uh, the airports are not as busy as uh, they are, and not that many people are traveling. So uh, it's a different summer. It's a different summer, but hopefully uh, we get this under control. And again, next summer, this weekend, next summer, not only are we talking about Portugal doing very well at the Euro, but that this weekend uh, we're also talking about the Super Cup. Um, and of course, that many of us have an opportunity to perhaps go to Portugal and watch it. Uh, folks, this has been another podcast from PortugueseSoccer.com. Please follow us on Twitter, PeaceSoccerCOM. Same as well as uh, Facebook. Uh, follow us on Instagram with our partner, Portuguese underscore soccer underscore Nudicias. Uh, email PeaceSoccerCOM at Gmail. Feel free to send any criticism or ideas. Uh, and of course, you could do so as well with uh, sending a DM. Uh, very, uh, through Twitter, um, have really enjoyed some of the interaction with people um, that, uh, you know, all of them are encouraging me to talk longer. And, and that's certainly the goal. Um, and I actually was trying to get a guest on this weekend. And unfortunately, it did not work out. Uh, but the bottom line is it's going to happen real soon. And I'm looking forward to expanding this project, of course, of the podcast, which is one of the things that I enjoy the most. And of course, as always, please follow us. And as always, look to stay up to date because that's the most fun about being a fan and doing this is keeping everyone up to date. Ciao, everybody.